Hello and welcome to the Shaken Up show. My name is Sani Rudravadula and I'm joined today by our goalkeeper. We've got two excellent goalkeepers and I'm joined by Abidan Edwards. Hello Abidan, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? How are you, man? I'm all right, thank you. (laughs) So uh, you are quite a a late addition relatively to uh, the Berry AFC squad. Uh, What's it been like for you so far? Um... You know, I've only played, I think it was five minutes in a friendly. Um, but, you know, it's all in all, you know, it's a great club, you know, great people, you know, great fans, coaching staff, players. Like, I've, I've actually loved every minute of it, to be honest, even though, you know, I haven't been playing, but I've just been enjoying it, getting back involved, man. So, yeah. Yeah, because before you signed for AFC, you were training with Stockport County. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, and lockdown yeah. came in. Yeah, so then, yeah, so I was training with the uh, county and then we got put into lockdown in, like, March. Um, so, obviously, I'm from Birmingham originally. So, um, I came back to Birmingham, you know, was in lockdown. And then, yeah, man, it was it was a really tough summer, you know, trying to find a club and, you know, what am I going to do next? You know, and I had to just, you know, do some, you know, out-of-the-box thinking and come up with new strategies to try and put myself out there, really. Yeah, so uh, yeah, well, let's let's talk straight about that because um, a lot of people may have read uh, an article in the Athletic uh, about well featuring you. So um, your move to Berry came about through through YouTube, right? Yeah, correct, correct, man. Um, so I think it was it was in November. Um, at that point, you know, um, I've got an agent and he sent me to a club, you know, and then the club seemed keen on me, and then. At the last minute, they decided, you know what, we don't want to see any goalkeepers. You know, we'll just go with a young lad. So then I was kind of just, you know, left stuck in the mud. Um, you know, and then we went into another lockdown. So at this point, it was in the second lockdown. So I thought, you know what, but this is what I want to do with my life. I need to take it to another level, you know. So obviously, I, I watch quite a few videos on YouTube, keeper training, whatever. And there's just people that do it, you know. So it's not me that's just come up with the idea and it's, you know, wow, amazing. The first thing, the first time everyone, anyone's ever done it, you know, but, you know, um, I saw Ben Foster doing it. I was like, you know what, I can do that, you know, and if I can, you know, show my, try and show my abilities through it, you know, then, you know, something good can come through it. And it did in the end. It did, man. Well, well, yeah. I mean, exactly. If you think maybe, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if a player uh, leaves, you know, an academy setup, you know, the, the, they're just kind of relying on what scouts and getting the name out there, maybe finding some phone numbers. But now you've got all these additional ways of doing it. So yeah, fair play to you. Um, what was the reaction like? So so you put up like some training videos and uh, yeah, how, how how did people respond to it? Um, you know what? I'll be honest. Like it was just a lot, a lot of positivity. You know, people that knew me personally it was just like, you know, keep on doing it, keep going, man. Like you know, just keep showing you your training, keep showing your personality online, you know, and, you know, eventually something will come through, you know. In, in fact, the first time, you know, I came into training, you know, um, I hadn't realised that, you know, anyone at the club had saw my videos, you know. Um, so obviously when Spen spoke to me and, you know, asked me to come down, you know, I came down and obviously I'd watched the documentary on Barry, so I knew faces, I knew he was the gaffer, I knew he was this coach and that coach. So, you know, I was, I was going up to a gaffer to go and shake his hand you know, and he knew my name straight away. He was like, yes, Abs, you know, and he told me that he liked the YouTube. So, you know, straight away, you know, going into a new club, that that does settle me right down, you know, 
felt made me feel really comfortable to be honest which you know I really liked man I really liked yeah that I mean that sounds brilliant yeah now your journey as far as this point so you started at um I think it's West Brom and then went to Birmingham City is that right yeah correct so uh what was your experience like through the through the academy system uh you know it's a lot of players when they get released they have like a, a negative view but for me it's just like a great experience you know um you know, like some of the players I've, I've, I've managed to play with and play against, you know, like a lot of the players I've played with are, are doing really well in the game. You know, there's, there's some floating around in the championship. Um, someone's just got promoted from the championship to the Premier League, you know, so I've played with some quality players. I've managed to, to gain knowledge, you know, that, you know, which is priceless, priceless knowledge. Um, so, you know, it's a, it a great experience growing up, you know, and it, it at a young age, it, it kind of whetted my appetite. You know, because every, like, well, not every young kid, but, you know, most young kids don't want to be footballers, you know. Um, but I remember the first time I stepped into West Brom, like, in my head, like, I knew this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, 100%. Amazing. 100%. So then you went on to Birmingham City. How how long were you there for? Well, I was at Birmingham City for just under a year. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't spend that long at Birmingham City, um, you know, just, just because of, at the time, you know, I was very uh, egotistic. So, you know, I was, I just left school, was full of testosterone, you know, and, you know, as a young player, you think you're old a lot, you know, you're not old anything about the game, you know, football is ruthless. And I didn't realise at that age, you know, but I, I learned, you know, I learned a tough lesson there. Um, and then, yeah, that's when I, you know, I made the, the I, I wouldn't say a job, but I just made a step into non-league, yeah. So what would you say to your, younger self now from your experiences since since you've left um just to just just to stay humble man just to stay humble you know i think going into an academy is a it is a good achievement but you know when you're that age you feel like subconsciously you think you've made it you know you think this is it i'm gonna be first for footballer you know i'm there and you relax you know if, if i had the same work ethic that i do now back then you know, like, I, I don't know where I'd be, you know, honestly, I'd, I'd be a lot further ahead than I am now, you know, but everything happens for a reason, you know, everything happens for a reason. So, you know, I don't try to dwell on it too much, you know, um, but as I said, I just try and learn from the mistakes I've made in the past, you know, so I don't make them again. So when you left there, how, how old were you? And then you, you went into non-league at that point, right? I was 17. So going, seven- going as a 17 year old into, into non-league, that must have been been pretty tough, right? Do you know what? Because of, as I said, my ego, like at first I thought it was going to be a breeze, I thought it was going to be a duddle, you know, and then, you know, you go into a non-league, you know, change room for the first time, as a, as you said, as a, a young 17-year-old and you were grown men, you know, and some of the things you hear, you know, some of the things you see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a big shock to the system. It was a big shock to the system, you know, and, you know, the way how things are done, you know, training, you know, you're only training two nights a week now, you know, it's, it's a big shot to the system, you know, but um, as I, I eventually I, I adapted and, you know, you just get used to it and you learn, you know, as you, as you grow older. So um, eventually you uh, have ended up at Berry. I know you um, do also have some like, you know, big, big dreams that you haven't let go of at all um, to possibly get into the Jamaica setup, right? Yeah, correct. Um, so, I made contact with, um, at the time, he was the under-23s coach. So, you know, Jamaica doesn't have an, an official under-23s team, but uh, like every couple of years, obviously, 
you know, you have the Olympics and um, they enter at the, like the Caribbean qualifier stage. So I remember watch, I was watching them play um, and I've got a friend who was uh, at Leicester. So I was, I, it was by coincidence that I was watching them play because he was playing for St. Kitts. Um, you know, when I was watching a level and I was like, you know, I could, you know, you, you think, you know, you can e- I can easily play this level. Um, so and I made contact with them. And obviously at the time I didn't have a club, so it was kind of, you know, it's nothing I can do, nothing they could do for me. Um, and, you know, I, I just knew that I'd, that kind of spurred me on more to try and get a club, you know. Um, but fingers crossed when the next round of qualifiers come around, you know, even though I think I'll be, I think I'll be, I like a year too old, but just the way how the system works, I can still, you know, represent them at that level. Um, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully, or even a senior team, you know, you never know. You never yeah, know. Yeah, well, you know, like James Milner was playing for like the under 21 until he was about like 30 or something almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, still, yeah Somehow exactly. still fit into it. So, um, so like, you know, it, it's strange, isn't it, as a goalkeeper, because there's only not those 92 places. You could be like an amazing, amazing goalie. And, you, and if your fate doesn't fit, you just don't get the right opportunities. You can you can struggle to get in anywhere. So at the moment, you're looking to get games and then lockdown comes in as well. This must be really frustrating for you because, uh, you know, you've obviously got ability and you've got ambition as well. And you're kind of being hampered here, right? Yeah, you know, it, it is really frustrating, you know. But, you know, one thing I've learned with age is just uh, keep a positive mindset, you know, because... Right now in the situation, I could have easily said, you know what, you know, I'm going to sit down, sit around all day, play FIFA, you know, I'm not going to train and I'm just going to forget about football until it comes back and then it comes back and, you know, Ed, Ed comes in flying and he's fitter than me or, you know, do you know what I mean? So, you know, for me, this this time, I've just looked at it as, as an opportunity because obviously before lockdown, you know, I wasn't playing. Um, so I've looked at it as an opportunity to, to say, you know what, I'm going to get as fit as possible. I'm going to try and improve on, you know, certain weaknesses that have been highlighted and I know I've got, you know, and so when we do eventually get back that I'm the best version of, of myself, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, that's how, you know, I try to st- try and stay motivated, try to keep working hard, keep working smart and, yeah, eventually, hopefully we get back. How, how does it work with goalies as far as, you know, teamwork and camaraderie versus being like rivals because you know you, you when even when you see like keepers warming up it's usually like number one and the two working together with a goalie coach or whatever but equally you're both trying to like dislodge yourself each other from the team it's not like a group of defenders and you, you know at least you've got four spots at least what, what's that relationship like well you know what to be honest um obviously from the, the moment I came in you know obviously Kai has moved on now but obviously it was Kai and Ned when I came in and you know they were both friendly um Obviously, when I came in, Ed was out suspended. So on a match day, obviously, he wouldn't be there. So, like, obviously, me and Kai, like, built, like, in a short time, you know, like, a, a nice little friendship, you know. Um, you know, actually, I, I haven't messaged him yet, but I'm going to message him to tell him that I'm, I'm going to miss him on a match day. You know, our little match day routine warming up. You know, uh, it's, it's it's nice, you know, and I just see it like this, you know, that, you know, the gaffer's going to choose the best man, you know, to, to start and play the game, you know, when that's how it is. And, if I want to, if I want to, you know, be playing, I need, I just need to be the best. I don't need to worry about. I don't, I don't think of it as a, as a rivalry. You know, I try and see it as you know, it's, it's GK Union. You know, goalkeeping, goal Union. You know, <laughs> put each other in training. You know, to get the best out of each other. You know, um, there was there was an instant, in fact, you know, uh, at training with me and Ed. You know, and this is where I said, you know, pride and ego comes into it. Um, so we was going for a drill, you know, and. In between the drill, you know, I, sh- I probably should have been, you know, running, jogging, 
but always walking, you know, it was hard work, you know, spend much was hard. And uh remember, you know, Ed just said, come on, Abs, come on, what the hell? You know. And you know, there's a part of me that was like, you know, who's he, who's he talking to? But then, you know, there's another part of me that it was like, you know, he's right, you know, with and those are the kind of players I like, you know, that push each other, you know, that that's what I, I do like because that's only gonna make me better, do you know what I mean? Yeah, now um in the meantime, you're you're training um on your own or you're training with with other coaches right or you were during lockdown what would what would those days look like for you give us a give us a day in the life of abs the goalie oh during lockdown or before lockdown yeah lo- lo- when you were locked down training when, when we were allowed to train but you know get out get out and about you know, what, what was that looking like for you um because we've so seen it, bits on youtube of course as well <laughs> it, it, it depends really so i was so just before you know, we got put into this full-on lockdown. I was lucky enough to um, able to be able to work with uh, um, uh, Aaron Cameron from uh, Wigan. So he's the first-team goalkeeping coach there. Um, you know, and there was a group of us, you know, a group of goalies. Um, so, you know, for about an hour and a half, I'll be doing that. Uh, before that, I try and get like a, a gym workout in as best as I can, you know, um, with the free weights I've got. And then... Then I'd go, to, I've got like a bag of balls, you know, and I think for me, I probably shouldn't say this out in public, but I'm going to say it. Um, my, probably my biggest weakness is, I say my distribution. So literally I just, you know, there's a part by where I live and I just literally go and strike balls, strike balls, strike balls, you know, till I can't strike anymore. And then literally go again the next day and just, yeah, that's it, man. Just, you know, it's about a routine really. Yeah, well, well, it worked for David Beckham, you know, it, you know, practice makes perfect and all that. You can only get better through through carrying on practicing. So, yeah, brilliant. I mean, that's that's great. To, you know, as, as a fan as well, especially, you know, Berry fans, especially in our, we were watching Berry FC. There was a time where uh, we had a, a large squad and a lot, we were carrying a few players and you wondered about the commitment to uh, the, the players that we had there. And obviously, now we're in non-league. It's, it's very, very different. We know all the players that are joining us, you know, want to play. So hearing that this player's, you know, going the extra mile as well, just working and bettering themselves um, and trying to get into the first team is, you know, it's really, it's really positive for us to hear. You just, we're just looking forward to, to seeing everyone play again. <laughs> That's the thing at the moment, of course, isn't it? Um, yeah. Thinking about where your development growing up, were there any players or coaches that kind of uh, were big influences for you, would you say? Um, uh, I wouldn't say players, but um, I, there's a few coaches or, so... Uh, the first ever goalkeeper coach I had. So I went into West Brom when I was 14. And, you know, before that, I'd never had any goalkeeping coaching at all. Um, so the first goalkeeping coach I had was uh, Mark Naylor. Um, he's at Aston Villa now. But um, he was a massive influence because, my, for prime example, you know, a goalkeeper set position, you know, before I went into there, I, didn't, I couldn't catch the ball at all. You know, it's just about just parrying everything. You know, it's really unorthodox, but he taught me about, you know, having a set position, you know, body weight forward, you know. Um, so, and, I'm, and I've carried that all the way through to like right now, you know, when I carry it all the way through my career. And then, you know, off the top of my head, just recently, I had uh, Aaron uh, from Wigan. You know, um, for those that have watched my channel and watched my last, not my last video, the one before that, um, you know, it's a it's a good it's a good watch because there's there's certain parts where it stops and he he picks out certain things and it's he picks out so like tiny tiny details and they make the world a difference. You know, so he taught me something called the patter. You know, pattering your feet. 
instead of bouncing up and down. And then, you know, everything was just sticking. So I'd say those two goalkeeping coaches, um, obviously Mark from when I was really young and obviously Aaron, you know, right now, you know, big, big influences on me, definitely. And so thinking back to, you know, growing up as a kid, how did you get into goalkeeping in the first place? <sighs> so I was, well, I started playing football in the team when I was nine. You know, I wanted to be, you know, I was, I'm still fast now, to be honest, but um, I was really fast when I was young. Um, I wanted to be a striker, you know. I was just thinking goals, goals, goals. Um, and then... You know, by the way, I've, I played four games. I scored four goals, four and four. <laughs> I'm sure that's better than Tom and Greasy's record. But um, <laughs> um, <laughs> calling him out now. <laughs> um, but then I remember one one of the games. You know, our keeper, um, he didn't. He was crying. He was cold. You know, he was young. He didn't want to be there. You know, and I'm, I remember I got subbed off. You know, and I just wanted to get back on the pitch. I was up to my coach. I'll go and go. You know, and I went in goal and. It was fun, you know, just throwing myself about, you know, but at that age, you know, I thought it was a one-off thing and I didn't want it to be a regular thing, you know. I just thought I'd go and go that game, maybe a couple more times, but I'm, I'm a striker. But then I literally went and go that game and then after that, our keeper never came back. So it was me that was in goal. and He, he must have seen you. <laughs> seen you <playing laughs> and thought better of it. How, um, how old were you then? Uh, I was um, maybe I was 11, 10, 11. Oh, right, okay. But then, like, I, I had like a breakout football where I didn't play football for like a year, and then when they came back, then I was like, that was it. I was a goalkeeper, you know. But at first, I'll be honest, I didn't enjoy it. You know, I just, you know, you just think you, you're not important. You're just standing there, you know. Um, you see, obviously, as a youngster, you see the game a lot different to how you do now. So at first, I didn't enjoy it, and then you know, over time, I've just fell in love with the position, to be honest. And how did the move to West Brom come about through that then? So. I would I would never forget it, and I would I can tell you the exact dates and everything because it was. I remember I got scouted on my birthday, so I got scouted on my fourteenth birthday. I remember it was a Sunday. Um, I saw I was playing for my Sunday league side, uh, Continental Star, um, and I remember the week before, like a, uh, you know, as as a Sunday league player, like, you know, one of the scouts there, you know, doing the tracksuit and the, you know the kitted out, so you try and up your game a bit. And I remember we got uh, we got spanked the week before. And by a team in the league above, um, and a scout was there. So in my head was like, oh, how? Like, I was trying to think how I played, and I was asking my manager, and my manager wasn't letting anything off. Um, but I think the scout fancied me and another player at the time, so they came. He came back next game. Sorry, um, and I didn't have much to do, you know. Um, but I remember seeing the scout. He was standing behind my goal, and then after the game, um, yeah, like they said that we was going, you know, that um, they wanted to have a look at us, but. What happened is, what I, so me and the other player we were told we're going to like a, like the development center, you know, which I was still happy with, you know. Um, and then I remember on a Tuesday, so it was two days after my birthday. Now we're on the 9th of October. On a Tuesday, I remember I left school. I remember I had some birthday money, so I went to town. I was like, I'm gonna get some new gloves. <laughs> Couldn't find any gloves. And then uh, I was running late because I went to to go and look for some new gloves. You know, it was meant to be meeting at like a certain point. Um, then I got there and it was just my mom and uh, my coach from my Sunday team, you know, and the other player wasn't there. So I was thinking, oh no, like I've, I've missed it, I've messed up. You know, my mom didn't seem happy with me either. And then uh, my coach just told me to get in his car and my mom followed behind and then we was driving, we was driving. 
And, you know, my coach wasn't speaking to me, you know, it was a bit weird, you know, it was a bit weird. And then I remember we got to the side of the Hawthorns, you know, and I knew that the development center trained like, um, like a, a different part of Birmingham. So I looked at my coach, you know, like, like what's going on, you know? And he looked at me, he's like, um, you go on a job with the academy, you know? And, you know, at that moment, I remember I had like butterflies, I was, I was hyperventilating. Um, and then, yeah, I remember at the time, so West Brom's academies, like it's based at the side of the, the first team ground. Um, so I remember we got into the car park and I remember at the time they were building their 4G, which we've got now. And then you see this massive dome, you know, and then like anyone who asked me, I'll tell this exactly the same because it was literally like, I'm not over exaggerating or anything, but it was at that point, that was like the biggest thing that happened to me in my life. And it was like a, a dream come true, you know, like I walked into the academy, like, so I walked into the dome, sorry. And you literally, you look from right to left and, you know, and you see all these proud parents at the side, just watching their sons, you know, and then, you know, you see the on the 12s, on the 13s and 14s, you just see them getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then right at the end, I remember seeing Mark Naylor, who's, you know, really tall guy. And then, you know, loads of goalkeepers. And for me, just walking into somewhere and seeing everyone kitted out and the same stuff, it was just, you know, it was crazy at the time, you know, really crazy. That's that that sound amazing. Um so thinking about um the future now. Well, actually before I do that, actually, because I know you ended up playing at the the Pascal Chimbonder Academy as well. Right. What was what yeah. was the deal there? Because he's a bit of a cult hero, isn't he, in the north? Well, certainly for Wigan at the very least. <laughs> um so I moved to Manchester um obviously last season. Um and like I came into the uh, I was put in touch with, you know, Pascal, you know, and he, he wanted to basically just get like the the best under 23 players that he knew um, and, you know, train full time and, you know, play like a academy sides and men's side. Um, so I remember we played Macclesfield at the start of last season. Um, we did okay. Um, and there was some interest there. Um, and then... You know, we didn't play a lot. Of, we didn't play a lot of high teams. And then I remember in February we played Brentford, um, their B team. You know, and we beat them. And you know, I think that was a high point for me last season. You know, last season was a tough season. You know, not playing a lot of games and not being signed anywhere. But beating Brentford B team, it was really good. And I remember afterwards one of their players did an interview, and uh, he was like, "That was, you know, we should have been getting beat by them." You know, and I remember the game so vividly, you know, it was crazy because they probably thought it was going to turn us over, you know, 9, 10, 11. You know, when it got to halftime and it was nil-nil and it looked like they was panicking. And then I remember they scored, you know, but we didn't panic. And then we got the equaliser and then they were panicking again, you know, because I don't think they, they didn't know how to, you know, what to do. You know, who's this, you know, private academy side coming to beat us, championship side. And then um, I remember we scored the winner in like the 89th minute. You know, it was like we won a league or something, you know, it was, you know, scenes in the dressing room afterwards. But um, now nah, I'm on Pascal Chimbanda's academy. Uh, it's, it is good. Um, you know, there's some good lads there. And, you know, Pascal, me going into there, you know, I, I, sometimes you, you have preconceptions of people. Um, you know, and I think, you know, he's, he's gone to the World Cup with France, you know. He's won the Carling Cup. He's played in the Premier League, Championship League one. You know, he's, gonna have, he's probably going to be a bit big time, you know, and... Is the complete opposite. He's just so, you know, relaxed and laid back and, you know, he's a, he's a cool guy, man. He's a cool guy, man. He's a really cool guy. 
Um, and it's not a bad coach either. Well, there you go. Thinking about those those players you're you're playing with and those you know private sides playing against academies, the players that um, end up at those squads are they having a similar journey to yourself? Have they come through academy setups and then looking for another opportunity? Uh, so quite a few of the boys are French, so I'm not sure of their playing background over in France. Um, but you know, a couple of them have opportunities over here. Um, so kind of similar, yeah, kind of similar, sort of, sort of. And have any of those, you know, it, it's tough, isn't it? You, you're trying to you're trying to get a place at a, a professional side, if possible. You're trying to get a contract. You you wanting to to do the best that you can, and you know the door might get closed in your face. That does it ever feel like you know the these players are at a last chance sort of saloon, or, or are they all just kind of, you know, did they ever feel like maybe giving up or anything like that? Have you ever felt like that as well? Um, I think at an earlier stage in my career, yeah, you know, but for me, it just comes down to understanding how football works, you know. Um, for me, I've just I saw it like this, you know, if if I get told no, you know, or get released or whatever, like I've just got to work harder, you know, got to get better, you know. If, Managers are always looking for the next best thing. You know, if you're not performing and you're going to be replaced. You know, it's a, it's a brutal business. And growing up, I didn't, you, you know that, but you don't comprehend it. You know, you don't really understand it. You know, you, you feel sorry for yourself. But, you know, I've, I've realised you can't feel sorry for yourself. You just, you got to pick yourself up, you know, and go again and go again because I'm not being forced to play football. It's, you know, this is what I want to do, you know. So, yeah, man. What are you doing um, outside of football? How are you managing to, to keep yourself going in the meantime as well? Um, honestly, all I do, I listen, if I'm not thinking about football, I'm playing it. If I'm not playing it, I'm watching it. Like, I, can't, I don't really, I rarely have any downtime. Obviously, sometimes, yeah, um, you know, chilling out, watching Netflix. Obviously, in lockdown, you can't see friends or anything. So it's just that, yeah, really. But other than that, I think right now, it's just I'm just focused on, yeah, man, football. So you've not you've not got a job outside of football at the moment. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, fair play. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've got a feeling you might not be with us for too long. Um, you know, with with the level of dedication that you you've got and you know ambition as well. I, I, you know, we might we might not even get to see you play at this rate. Who knows? But um, just just changing tack here. You know. It's 2021, and uh, you know I have to have this conversation with you because, because you know even though you wouldn't think you would at this age, at this stage in the world, um, but you know we've had news recently about you know racist comments coming through on social media, but you know from some of the best players in the game, you know Marcus Rashford being one, um, and I spoke to Liam McDevitt about this as well and his experiences in non-league, you know as a as a as a as a as a, pl- as a black player and as a goalkeeper as well. What what's your experience has been of of racism in in the game, or was it something that's not affected you at all? Yeah, if I'm being honest and controversial, you know, I haven't had any like bad experience with with like uh, fans, you know, being racist. Um, for me, you know, as I said, growing up, you know, I kind of say I was probably growing up in non-league, you know, from seventeen until now, you know, so I spent like a good five years in non-league. You know, I think one thing I found tough when I was younger is, you know, just hearing someone like the the things that other players say in the change rooms, you know, when it's passed off as banter, you know, and being young and 
having no influence, having no voice. You kind of just, you laugh. I, I remember being young and laughing off like, you know, and it was a bit awkward, but yeah, I think those are my only types of experiences, you know, you know, um, hopefully I don't have to experience that. Well, I haven't for a while now, you know, but hopefully I never experience it again. And in terms of fans being racist, uh, hopefully I never experienced that, you know, because I've, I've saw the players get that abuse and it, it obviously it's not nice, you know, not nice at all. And as a as a black goalkeeper as well, you know, there aren't too many in British football. Have you ever come across anyone with, you know, preconceived ideas of, of what a goalkeeper looks like as far as coaches or anything like that? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, maybe not coaches, you know, uh, but other players, you know. You come in a changing room and, you know, you, you sit down, you know, with your trial list. You know, everyone's friendly, everyone's nice. And then, you know, you, you take your beats out, you know. And then you take your gloves out and it's a massive shock. You know, everyone assumes you're going to be a winger or a striker or even a centre-back, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, but, you know, when it comes to that sense, like, I'd, that doesn't get me down, you know, that, that kind of motivates me, you know. that's This is why I say I'm a channel listen, I want to go as high as possible, you know, because as you said, there's, there's not many black goalkeepers, you know, in the game. And, you know, um, the last black goalkeeper I can remember playing in the Premier League Correct me if I'm wrong. Is probably David James, or obviously apart from Mendy now. Sorry, but yeah, before that, you know, David James. You know, so you know, it's tough for me to even to to remember how many black goalkeepers they've been at the top of the game. So, you know, that just kind of motivates me even more to to get to where I want to get to. You know, well, it's great to hear that you've you've kind of used that the stereotypes coming your way as something to motivate you and not let it. You know, grind you down and do the opposite. You know, I suppose if you're going in with the mindset that you need to prove yourself in the first instance, then it's only going to push you on even further, right? Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. Well, um, it's been great having a chat to you. And um, yeah, I think, you know, we're really looking forward to I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you play. Although I'm also looking forward to, you know, signing signing somewhere else and, you know, getting back up the, up the table. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think it's about time for a quiz. How do you feel about it? Um, nervous because <laughs> I'm bad at quizzes, but you know, let's go. <laughs> right. So what I've done is uh, I've thrown together some questions, ten questions. Right. Uh, have you got a pen and paper? Um, no, I haven't. Uh, can I use my phone? <laughs> I should have told you that in advance, shouldn't I? <laughs> uh, um, have you got your Have you got your phone or anything? You can type on there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can yeah, I type in my phone. Okay. Um, right, so it's a it's a quiz, it's a mixture of stuff about Berry, because you're relatively new. So you might not you might not even been to Berry that much, you know. You can we can you can learn a little bit about Berry, maybe. Well, and then and then some and then some questions um of other people who have taken to uh, alternative means of uh, you know promoting themselves as far as football is concerned. So you ready? Question number one. All right, it's a multiple choice question for this one. So at home, everyone, uh, you've got a moment to get a pen and pencil. Uh, see if you can write these down, write these down, and I'll go through the answers at the end. Right, so number one, Berry AFC's goalie shirt is green abs. But what colour is the alternate shirt, the alternative shirt? And I'll give you multiple choice in this. Is it blue, grey, pink, or yellow? So type down an answer. <laughs> so is it blue, grey, Pink or yellow? Oh, that one's easy. Right, you got that one. Okay, number two. 
and I really hope you get this wrong, <laughs> actually. Who is the chairman of Berry AFC? So write, write down, write down. Do we need, or do, we need a, do, we need, do we need a last name as well? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know who it is. But, oh, no. <sighs> My mind's gone blank. I, I do know it. I, listen, for everyone watching this, I know who the chairman is. I promise you. No, this is good. This is good because we... <laughs> You know, we're a, we're a big group of uh, volunteers and fans, not <laughs> just one person. <laughs> anyway, anyway, right. Question number three. Question number three. Um, so the Metrolink, the tram that runs from uh, well across Greater Manchester, uh, runs from Bury to Piccadilly Station. How many uh, stops is it to Piccadilly? So um, Piccadilly would be this last number. So I'll give you a choice of three. Is it eight? 11 or 13? So you can type, write down an answer, type down an answer somewhere. <laughs> 8, 11 so or 13? That's, so by that's the time you get to, so by the time you get to Piccadilly, is it the 8th stop, the 11th stop or the 13th stop? I'm going to change my answer. Yeah, I'm going to go with that, yeah. All right, question four. Um, now you aren't the first player to go onto YouTube um, to show your abilities. Probably one of the first um, was Owen Hargreaves. Um, who ended up signing him off the back of his videos? I think I do know this, to be honest, because I remember when he left United. Yeah, I remember. All right, uh, question five. Michael Owen also uh, promoted himself. Um, what did he do? How did he do it? What did he put out? So Michael Owen, he was on a free transfer and uh, he released something to get him a new club. I'll be honest, that one's going to have to get left blank. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question six. What club signed Michael Owen after seeing the thing that he released? Maybe. Yeah, so what he was at Liverpool, then he went to uh, Newcastle, then United. Did he play for us? Okay, that's, Ready for the that's, next one? that's an educated guess, yeah. Ready? Um, ben Foster uploads videos, you'll know this one, to what site? <laughs> that's an easy one. I'm struggling with that, you know, struggling. Um, question eight, what is the name of his channel? I think I've done pretty well, to be honest. I'll be on. I've done really well. I think I think I've named. I think I messed up my numbering here, but anyway. Uh, question number nine. Uh, over lockdown, uh, Robert Lewandowski 
filmed himself doing press-ups and training. But what was strange about the weight he was using when he was doing press-ups? Okay, listen, if I get this question wrong, it's going to sound so weird, but I... <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, I think this one might be. So what happened was right. What happened was that my my Owen Hargreaves question. I wasn't supposed to say what the channel was. I wasn't supposed to say it was on YouTube. Uh, so I lost one of my questions. But anyway, I think it's. I think it's. Um, I think this must be nine. Maybe it's ten. Well, to check. Um, to the nearest hour. Right. So you you've got your mission. Uh, to get to the Olympics. Right. Which Tokyo. To the nearest hour. How long would it take? to fly from Manchester to Tokyo? Right, and final question, which which may be 10 or maybe 11. <laughs> I'll mess it up. 11, right. I think yeah, it's 11. Right, okay. Michael Owen, he did, he released something, right? And in it, there were some buzzwords to describe him. Which of these buzzwords were used to describe him? Charismatic, stylish, cool, or clean and fresh? Which I know is two words, but. Charismatic, stylish, cool, or clean and fresh? Which of those words would describe Michael Owen? I wouldn't describe him with neither, to be honest. But <laughs> as it's, this is going to be another educated guess. Right. Are you ready for some answers? Uh, yeah. So, what, what's the what's the best someone's got out of ten? Right, eleven. What, um, yeah. I think Greasy got eight. I think. I think it was. <laughs> okay. Question write, number one. Close. What color? What color is the away shirt? Away goalie shirt. Pink. Pink. Pink, correct. Yep. <laughs> Number two, who is the chairman of Berry AFC? Chris Murray. Oh, he's got it right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what stop would the would uh, Piccadilly be from the Metrolink from Berry to Piccadilly? The eighth, the eleventh, or the thirteenth? I went with the eleventh. It's the thirteenth stop. So you're on two <laughs> out of three. Um. What did Owen Hargreaves... Oh, who did he sign for? Was it Man City? It was Man City, yeah. Yes, come <laughs> on. Uh, all right, question five. Uh, what did Michael Owen release? That didn't put an answer. I didn't have a clue. Oh, he released a 32-page brochure. A brochure. Like an actual, like, catalogue magazine. Uh, Michael Owen, you know, the former Ballon d'Or winner and all that. Um, who, who signed him, though, off the back of that brochure? Hey, listen, this was an educated guess because I couldn't think he was time for that around that time. So I don't think he played for, I, I don't even know if he played for the club, but Stoke. Uh, it was Man United. <laughs> yeah. This is but, this is, but this is great. This is positive for you though, right? Because, you know, two players put themselves, put their names out there, sign for United and City. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know so what? this, I think this is question seven. Uh, what's the name of Ben? What, where does Ben Foster put his videos? YouTube. Yeah, that's correct. YouTube. Um, and what's the name of his channel? Cycling GK. Cycling GK. Yeah, he's doing well here. What, 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 what have you got on the score so far? 
I should have made a note of that as well. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four, five from five now. Uh, Robert Lewandowski, what was strange about the weights he was using doing his press-ups? Okay, as I said, listen, this answer may sound way off it, but this is because this, this is just what I saw. Is it because it was his wife? Close. Close. It was his daughter. Oh, <laughs> he had no. his three-year-old daughter on his back doing press-ups. Oh. Close though, close. Um, to the nearest hour, Manchester to Tokyo. Uh, I went with 20. 17. 17 out, 17. Close. Um, and out of charismatic, stylish, cool, or clean and fresh for Michael Owen and his brochure, which word did you pick? Um, I went with charismatic. Well, all of them were used in the brochure. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Yep, charismatic. That's the word, apparently. So that leaves you with a score of one, two, uh, three, four, five. I'm looking at six. Is that right? Have I got that right or have I got it wrong? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Yeah, six. Well, yeah. you've not quite beat Tom Greaves, but. <laughs> I thought it was a good go. It was a good go. Disappointed in myself, to be honest. Disappointed. I was, I was so close on some of them. So close. Oh, the, the next, your next YouTube video is just going to be you like training quizzes, right? <laughs> Quiz training. I'm going to have to, man. I need to get the general knowledge up. I need to get his it up. His dad's man. playing Trivial Pursuit on his, <laughs> on his <laughs> <laughs> Well, it has been uh, an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And uh, all the best with your future career as well. And yeah, look forward to seeing you in a berry shirt, green or pink, or maybe even white if they put you up front. Who knows? You and Tom so Greaves. Last minute top. of the game. Last minute <laughs> of the game. The gaffer knows what I can do. The gaffer knows what I can do. <laughs> nice one. Right. Well, uh, well, best of luck with the rest of it anyway. And yeah, looking forward to seeing more videos in lockdown. If you want to have a watch of your YouTube channel, how can you find it? Uh, just literally go onto YouTube and type in my name, Abidan Edwards, or um, just go to my Twitter account and the link is in the, um, my bio. So just cook it and it will bring you right there. Real. Well, thanks again. And yeah, best of luck. And we'll hopefully see you in a very AFC shirt soon. See you later. See you later. Thanks very much.